Hello and welcome to the No So Podcast, your weekly home for all things wrestling. We are back as of last week when I, I literally had no voice. And I don't know. I think the producer enjoyed that, but I didn't. <laughs> we are back and we are here to mark out No So for WWE's backlash. We have some other drafting news to talk about not the nfl draft but the wwe draft and how mm, it's just the same old same old speaking of the same old same old i'm your host joseph lessel monson here with the enforcer the human wrestling database Corey mack uh yeah let's let's talk to the draft because you know they they sure know how to do it let's do that hockey and let's not forget the marquee chosen one mike booble uh let's crack a lacking everybody before we get started i just want to give a special shout out a birthday shout out to the former big dog the current little bitch kevin dog i didn't know he was still affiliated with us <laughs> i mean he definitely paid me 20 bucks to say that so i was gonna say i think at this did, point he's only affiliated with you right that's right i am available to be purchased guys uh, did, did, did he work. pay for a cameo did he pay for a cameo for you to do this he did. He did, in fact. Okay. Well, good on him, you know. There was a lot of you're video only... in that cameo. Oh, you're only 20 bucks? That's nice. Oh, or I mean, you... for, the, for the lower tier. Oh. He, got, he gave him the good brother discount is what he did. That's oh. right. Good brother discount. 40 bucks, I'll do a bunch of weird stuff with my cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, anyway. So, for 60 bucks, I'll tell you why I don't have a cat. <laughs> God damn it. Well, last week we were off because, like I said, I, ha- I literally had no voice. And WWE decided to introduce a new belt, the new World Heavyweight Championship belt, aka Big Gold 2.0. Really, it's Big Gold with a ton of that WWE logo across it. Yeah, I, but I'll tell you what. I don't love it, but it's a, mo- a lot better than those fucking belts Roman carries around. It's just a big old fucking logo. Yeah, I, I, I just need to see better photos of it. Like the the photo of tri- with Triple H in the ring with it, they had like a spotlight on on it. So the belt itself self was super shiny, and you really couldn't really you know get a good look. And then There's they just post. Picture. There's been good pictures of it on the net. Yeah, I just haven't found it yet because they just put stock photo of the of the buy it on the WWE shop, and it's like, yeah, give me, get, let me see all of it. But Booble, did, what did, have you seen it? I have. It just reminded me of like um, like an old video game. You could create your own championship belt, and it's kind of like that. Why not like just bring just, back the gold? It's kind of just plain, to be honest. Like, there's nothing, like, it's better than the old belt, sure, but that's not a high bar to clear. And, yeah, just bring back big gold. You own that shit. Looks better yeah. than this thing. It's like, you could have just brought it back, or you could have just, like, do what, like, it's the big gold frame, but with the WWE side plates on the side, you know, like, to how they do their titles. You could have just done that, just doing the big gold center plate, and then on the sides that you are going to put your names on it, like what they do with the normal ones, just do that. Like I think that would have been better. 
you could have just done what they did with the last WWE Big Goldens, had the WWE logo on top where the WCW logo was. Uh, oh, on the original belt, there's not even a WCW logo. There was nothing there. Just oh. gold plating. Um, this is... The, the way the belt looks is, is second best. I, what I love is how they introduced the goddamn thing. This company, I swear to God, how the fuck is it number one? So Triple H gets in the ring and he's like, oh, well, uh... Roman Reigns is so unbeatable and nobody can touch him, but he never comes to work. Uh, so we're going to make a new belt uh, for uh, people to actually wrestle for. Uh. And I'm like, well, that just fucking puts everybody. In. So why? That didn't help anybody. It doesn't make the opponents, the Roman beats look good. It doesn't make the shows look good. You're saying your own champ can't be half-assed to come to work and actually ever defend his belt. So you're going to make a third-rate belt for everybody who's already lost to him to fight over. That real real way to make it look strong and, and, and interesting. Because when they brought Big Gold in, Triple H just was... Bischoff just handed it to him, right? That was... But, that uh, made, but back to... That actually made sense in the storyline. The storyline was Stephanie and, and Bischoff were battling each week, one-upping each other, making... Uh, people exclusive to their own shows and the week before stephanie had gotten the the ultimate dig on bischoff by getting lesnar the wwe champion to be exclusive to smackdown thus fucking his show over with no belt so the ultimate swarmy prick bischoff just bringing in big gold and giving it to his number one guy well that's something bischoff would have done anyway so it made sense sure it wasn't popular but it made sense this is just like, hey, guys, Roman's too unbeatable and never wants to wrestle. So all you losers, here's this new belt you can fight over. Uh, have fun. What's shitty is, uh, you know, I was all for and still am on board for Roman Reigns beating Cody, Re- Cody Rhodes. But this is eventually just going to be Cody winning this belt. But that's not him winning the title they stole from his daddy. It's a different fucking title. Well, yeah, so what even it that is, story is, doesn't make sense. This is going to prove me extremely correct from Mania. So you, it's not, I mean, in WWE fans will work because WWE fans are idiots who don't pay attention to actual wrestling. They don't know about it. They, they just know WWE's version of what they want wrestling to be since 2000. You're going to take a guy who was white hot, have him lose to Roman, have Roman disappear, and then have him win a belt Roman's never had, mm-hmm. and and they're going to consider that making him. That's gonna that's yeah. gonna work for them, but it's not. That's the the fucking dead opposite. In like, any I, other company, in any other time, this would have hurt him. Like I am, you know, I was all for Roman winning, uh, with the understanding that eventually Cody does have to beat him for that specific belt that Roman has, not some. Second tier wish.com fucking belt they create for Cody. But this way they get to have their cake and eat it too. They can make the wrong decision and still get the result that they want. And it'll work because WWE fans just know what they produce as wrestling and that'll work. Cool. Mission accomplished. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, I it's <coughs> excuse me. Um it's that thing about how, you know, you have 
the whole story is Cody losing, and then everyone goes, okay, so Cody, you know, this is the, what Booble was saying. This is the title that Cody, you know, came back and said that he that's what he wants. And it's like, okay, now you can, you know, I saw someone post a while back, like, it's like the side-by-side of Cena losing to The Rock, that first mania, and yeah, then sitting, yeah. sitting in the aisle, and she's like, they're doing the Cena thing all over again, you know, just seven years, you know, years later. And now it's like, I, okay, let's see how, you know, how the white hot Cody can go and see what they can do with them. He's cooled they, off a lot in the last month. And he has. But now they're like, let's just give, let's give him this title. And it's just like, you know, a lot of people be like, oh, that's awesome. He gets the title. But then, you know, someone wants to no be limits. like, yeah, like, but he can be the first of that one, but he wants the one that, you know, the one that well, he came already, back for. Even though there was outside interference, they're already telling the story that he's not good enough to be Roman. Yeah. Tell nobody yeah, yeah. is. They're sacrificing their next 10 years to get this title ring over. It's not a good job, uh, move. It's not. No. And, yeah, it's just... It's just, you know, and then on Raw, they had everybody like, I want this title. and But, you know, Triple H went, hey, whatever, whatever brand Roman goes to, it sounds like we're getting. So it sounded like we're getting brand split to, hey, if you're on SmackDown, you're on SmackDown. And if you're on Raw, you're on Raw. But then there are free agents well, now that can go on well, both. Hold on. There's also they're they're so fucking stupid. He said when he introduced the belt that the brand Roman goes to will get mm-hmm. the belts Roman has and that the other brand will have this belt to fight for their own champion. That was on that Monday, right? Yes. Now, during SmackDown, there was some sort of verbiage by Cole to make it sound like the tournament to crown this champ will be from both Raw and SmackDown wrestling. Thus completely negating the whole point of getting this belt created. <coughs> that, Checks lasted, out. that lasted less than one show. The only way I can see this sort of working, and again, you're asking WWE fans to understand logic and wrestling, and you know, that's a tall hill to climb. But is if Cody wins this title, like, or like soon, like, um, Money in the Bank, whatever it is, SummerSlam, even. And he holds that title and is a dominant champion. And around Mania season, uh, when the eventual rematch, you know, looks to be coming up, he challenges Roman and, and essentially the challenge is, well, you left. I have the only title that has mattered to this company. I am the actual champion. So if we're going to consider you world champion, you have to beat me, that kind of thing. And when he beats Roman, he quote unquote unifies titles and he is, you know, the one reigning champion. But isn't that it's what not, he did last year with the other two belts? Kind of, but I don't know other, what other path they can take by beating Cody and, and then in a week later introducing a new title. By like the way, if I you don't were just going to do this, there was no point. You might as well just have had Cody won and then given him the new title. There was no point in doing any of it. They, well, because their number one goal is to make Roman Reigns, in their view... And they're saying it, they're going to make him more important than Hulk Hogan in their company history. The only way they can do that is to have his reign last over four years. So that's what they're doing. Like, I don't care. Even if it's Cody wrestling him at Mania next year, Roman's winning it again. 
So if they had a rematch for the three belts next year, Roman's getting that belt too. He will be champion through October 2024. Bank on it. That is their number one goal right now. He should do the Kitty Omega thing and just collect all the belts they have in the company. Well, it's, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they do do that. Like I said, he'll That'd have this awesome. one next year if that's what they do. Because what? then you could beat Roman and give up the other title and not beat for the world title. Have you, have you guys seen the memes online of like who can beat Cody? I mean, who can beat Roman? And it's like Thanos, Superman, uh, and, and everyone's in Roman and they're like, and other superheroes, powers and stuff. They're like, no, Roman's going to beat them one way or another. Roman will win. No, but I've seen the I've seen the uh, meme of uh, after WrestleMania 40, he's got this belt around his waist with the other two in his arms. Then after WrestleMania 41, it's the Lean Eagle belt with the other three, and then after WrestleMania 42, it's like the AEW belt with all the WWE belts. It's like it's like, and I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what fucking uh, happens. They're obsessed. The one the one that I've seen is like uh, it's just like a guy like watching like a, like a computer or whatever. And it's WrestleMania 42. It's Roman versus Thanos. You hear the crowd chanting, and then this and Roman's music plays like he beats Thanos in the in <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> I so, mean, Jesus, Corey. Let me ask you what What do you think of the the longevity of this Roman title reign? Like, you know, like I like the Bloodline storyline, but I'm gonna be honest: the title reign means nothing. In terms of history, he barely defends it. The list of people he's beaten in this, the, the roster they have in terms of main event guys the last couple of years isn't exactly a who's who. Um, and it's not doing business. He didn't put those butts in the seat of Mania, WWE did. You know what I mean? If you look at all the business factors, he he's not making a difference. They're sacrificing, yeah. they're sacrificing potential business. Just to tell their own narrative because they don't like Hulk Hogan being the important guy the last 40 years. And for some reason, they're just not considering Cena's reign at all. They're dead set on making this guy the most important. They could easily spin it that Cena was more important uh, than Hogan. And like, so the thing is, like, if they don't like that Hogan was the main guy, well, that was your fault for making that. And it sure worked at the time, so I wouldn't be bitching too much about it. So... My question for you, Corey, as a as a connoisseur of of eighties wrestling, like when it was getting past that three year mark for Hogan, was he getting the same kind of backlash that Roman's getting now? No, not that kind. There was a backlash to, from the smart fans a little bit. Yeah, there definitely was, but not to this level. And the reason why is because he was still putting butts in the seats. I mean, the third, the three-year mark was right after WrestleMania three. So we're talking 87 was arguably their best year with him on top. So the crowd yeah. wasn't tired of it. Maybe the people who've been watching for three years were getting tired of it. But the ticket buying public sure wasn't. Um, and that's the main difference. Like, I like it, Roman. It, and I like his Roman, character. If, I like his matches. But this isn't that. And But the, by the time they're done and their fans are fucking sheep, History will will show that Roman Reigns was the most important guy of the last forty years. If Roman was putting butts in seats, then uh, then I say this story. is all worth it. Then yeah. I say this is all worth it. But they've got themselves to the point, and this is good for them as a business, where the guys they decide are going to be on top don't have to put butts in seats. The the, the company logo puts 
whatever butts there are in seats. And that's just the and way that's why is. they put it on the big gold 2.0. Yep. It's all about the company. So I don't know. It just, I don't know. I don't see a lot of, I don't see a lot of gold spots in the future for them with them doing this though. Cause he's already like, Oh damn near 37. He's not going to be around forever. He's had, of course, you know, the leukemia twice and he's eyeing Hollywood. I mean, he's not going to be there forever. Uh, you might want to try to get some people over. That's just the nature of the business, even though you've got the company over. Somebody's going to have to be the guy once he decides not to be around anymore, and you're feeding all of those potential people to him. So unless they luck out and another Kurt Angle-type guy just walks in and becomes great on day one, they don't look good for their future, because I got news for you. Theory is not it. They already have the guy, guys. There's Logan Paul. (laughs) Yeah, good luck committing him to more than three or four times a year. <laughs> they don't have they could have had one this year because he was hot enough. They shot that in the foot. Who? Cody. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That was the moment. That's how you make a guy. Even if Roman won the belt back a month later, he would have been made as that guy. But you you know, you don't get that chance again, yeah. so yeah. Uh, did you guys watch uh, Brian Zane's WrestleMania vlog? No, not yet. So, uh, so spoiler alert. Uh, so, of course, he's filming kind of himself and the, his crew while they were at Mania, and uh, the crowd was pretty hyped for that Cody Roman match. And then all he's doing uh, at the end of the video is filming the after, like after Roman wins, and you could just see just dejection in the entire crowd around him it's hilarious to me it's yeah to you it can be hilarious to them it should be a wake up that oh fuck we made a mistake because that's a mistake i mean yes except the next day they sold for 12.9 billion dollars so i don't think they consider it a mistake yeah but that had nothing to do with who the fuck wanted wrestlemania though. I got they will they will beg to differ yeah, because of Roman's success, we were able to come on. No, that had nothing to do with it. No, no. Um, but, guys, that Monday they revealed a new belt. But last Friday, they are starting their, uh, the draft. So, um, as we made the joke earlier, it it's a brand split slash or we're sticking to we're going to be jumping brands again. No, it's okay. So here's what I've heard. Okay. This is supposed to be a strict brand split in terms of going show to show. This is Triple H wants, that's why he brought that belt in. He wants particular people on each show. That's at least, but you know, they say that every time. And within two months, they're just jumping back and forth. So, uh, you know what? It doesn't fucking matter. Because then are they going to. Like we have individual titles, so you know we can go back to the <coughs> old days. So, are they splitting the tag titles? Uh, no like, word on that yet. Yeah, I so. would just not have tag teams on one of the fucking shows. They don't have enough tag teams for two divisions, and yeah. it'd be stupid and, to have different world champions but let the tag guys go wherever they want. And that show that shouldn't have tag teams is whatever show Vince McMahon's on because he hates tag teams. There you go. Uh, so. so uh, 
right, let me run down the uh, draft for you so far. As uh, night one was Friday on SmackDown, then they did a supplemental draft uh, Saturday morning, I guess. And then Monday will be another draft uh, night. Uh, Roman uh, was the first pick, and he went to SmackDown from SmackDown. Uh, Cody was number two, and he went to Raw. Bianca Belair, the Raw Women's Champion, is going to SmackDown. So and so they're probably doing that flip-flop all over again of she just gets handed the title to be SmackDown Women's Champion. Oh, that makes it look super, uh, yeah. That makes it look super uh, prestigious when you just go, here's here's the red belt. Here, you take the blue one. Okay, cool. Because remember, they did that with Becky and Charlotte oh. years ago. Yeah. And they also did it with the tag teams. And both times, it was a nobody liked it, including the wrestlers. Everybody bitched about it. It's yeah. totally ridiculous. So, uh, so uh, and then uh, Becky Lynch is going to Raw from Raw. The Street Profits are going to SmackDown. And then I, I put that two and two together. I'm like, oh, yeah, Ford and uh, Bianca. Um I think a good, I don't know, it's up to me, you guys too. I think it could be good for Gunther here as Imperium. All three of them are going to Raw. Um, Edge got drafted and he's going to SmackDown. Why? He's already uh, lost to Roman. Right. Uh, Riddle is going to Raw. Bobby Lashley is going to SmackDown. Already lost to Roman. Uh, McIntyre's going to Raw. The OC with AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, and Mia Yim are going to SmackDown. That classic Bullet Club member, Mia Yim. I know, right? Well, AJ <laughs> made his return to, I guess, uh, uh, No Pop, and the uh, commentary team made it sound like it was just like the return of someone normal. Uh, the Miz is going to Raw. Damage Control is going to SmackDown. Shinsuke Nakamura is going to Raw. And then uh, on draft night, they decided to destroy the entire NXT women's uh, division as they took the tag champions and the women's champion. And the tag champions are going to SmackDown. The uh, women's champion, Indy Hartwell, is going to Raw. So, Joe, uh, Damage Control, is that all three of them or just the two? All three. All three. Yes. And they're going to be comedy now. So the whole thing was about how uh, Bailey can make Michael Cole's life a living hell again on SmackDown. Goody. That's a good use of Bailey. That's great. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, a little for, for, uh, so backlash, we're going to go ahead just real quick a little bit. It'll be, um, Bianca Belair of SmackDown, uh, wrestling, uh, EO Sky of SmackDown for the Raw women's title. I don't, they do this every time. They do this shit like a week before the fucking pay-per-view. Like, I don't understand. Right. Because they yeah. can't do anything right. I also, I'm torn on this, like, like we all know that the draft they do is just stupid. It's completely fucking pointless. But if it's going to be pointless, they should at least change up the format. Like, they honestly should just rip up, or not rip up, rip apart, rip off, Jesus words. Rip off the NFL draft thing where they don't do this as part of SmackDown. They have a secondary, like, separate show on, like, Peacock. And I would actually prefer it if, like, 
like when the draft started, say like on SmackDown, your whatever your foundation people are Roman and Cody, and on Raw it's whatever pick two, and then they just draft young talent to build out the roster, sort of just like a draft would be. Like in the NBA draft next year, they're not going to be drafting LeBron James. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I'm sure this is to, to the WWE people. I'm sure they fixed the draft process with this. They think it's fantastic the way you should go. <sighs> Because they're idiots. Uh, why not just do the draft lottery where, again, you don't – everybody's not eligible. You just, like, pick six names out of the fucking spinning bucket, and those guys change shows. Just those six. And six go to Raw, six go to SmackDown. Just freshens up people. That's all. And then also, like, if you're going to do this, like, if SmackDown was night one, it should only be people with SmackDown that are drafting. Raw shouldn't get picks. Yeah, that should be for and, Monday. And it doesn't help, too. Like, you have Bianca going to SmackDown. You're like, okay, that can be fresh. And then all of a sudden, da- all three members of Damage Control is going to SmackDown. It's just like, oh, so we're just going to continue with them? Oh, you, no, they're they're purely comedy now, Joe. Yeah, they're not going to yeah. challenge them for the women's title. They're just going to make it Michael, Michael Cole's life hell. Yeah. Uh, and then in the uh, supplement uh, supplemental draft... Uh, Apollo Cruz from NXT went back is back to Raw. Candice <laughs> LeRae is back to Raw. Uh, Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville are back to Raw. Dexter Loomis back to Raw. Hit Row is staying on SmackDown. Uh, JD McDonough, Donu, McDonough, whatever. Uh, think of Madonna with a muck at the beginning. McDonough. Okay. Uh, is going to Raw from NXT. Lacey Evans is going to SmackDown. Uh, Maximum Male Models is staying on Raw. Natalia is going to Raw. Viking Raiders is going to Raw. And NXT's Zoe Stark is going to Raw. So I'm a little confused here. It's the supplement. It's everybody who wasn't drafted the night before that was eligible, right? Except yes. for a couple names. We'll get to that. But how does it make sense that in this supplemental draft, SmackDown gets two people and Raw gets like 10? Yes. I have no idea. Uh, And also, like, of all of those names you just ran through, the only one that I cared about was Zoe Stark. (laughs) Yeah. And then also, uh, and and then uh, agents. So, like, this is like the free agent thing here. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, Mustafa Ali, Omos, and MVP, and NXT's Von Wagner are all free agents, free. and they can go to either show. Or, and it's just like, what? This. Yeah, huh. now the thing is, they can go to either show until they decide to sign with one or the other. Is the meaning. Yeah, and it was done purposely to get Omos on both shows because they're trying so hard to get him over. And they're giving I, I would, and I would understand. And I would understand if he beat Brock Lesnar at Mania, but he didn't. Nope. So yeah, it's and plus they don't have plans for any of those guys. So it's just like we'll just make them free agents and say they can do whatever we want them to do until we decide to do something with them, and then they'll become permanent to a brand. It's lazy, lazy booking is what it is. Yep. Um, I can't be bothered to do something with these guys, so just let them roam <laughs> free. And then on Monday, it's the rest of the roster. Um, and then the unlisted are, are uh, 
Aaliyah, Alexa Bliss, Biggie, Bray Wyatt, Carmella, R Truth, Randy, Robert Roode, Shanky, and Tommaso Ciampa. Everybody injured. Yeah. Or Bray, so, who's MIA. And I mean, it's just going to be for Raw, it's just going to be whatever big names you haven't named already. So it's going to be Charlotte and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Charlotte will go to Raw because they're probably going to SmackDown. SmackDown. And yep. Bianca. Bianca will go to Raw because she's the, you know, they've got Bianca on. Oh, Bianca's already on SmackDown, yeah. So they'll put sure they'll they'll keep, uh, yeah, her on Raw. They'll probably just change belts and make them look completely phony and stupid. Real prestigious. Um, I mean, oh, Rhea going to Raw, yeah. Yeah, she'll just stay on Raw. Yeah, that's that's the thing. She she may be the SmackDown Women's Champ, but she's a Raw superstar. Always has been. So you know, just make it fitting, right? Right, make it fit. Make it make yeah. sense. Make it make sense. I dare them. And yeah, they are completely obliterating what is already a pencil thin NXT roster with these drafts. What the fuck are they going to put on uh, Tuesdays? Uh, honestly, they might be looking to just uh, cut bait with that thing. I wouldn't blame them because my god, <laughs> they legit, legit during draft night. They le- on, on Friday. They all the champions are gone now. It's not and, even the champs, but with the yeah. supplemental people, it's like, Jesus, who the fuck is going to be on Tuesdays? Right. Um, and I saw someone post, like, there's like eight women in the NXT roster injured with ACLs or something, tears, and just like... They, yeah, yeah, they all have ACL tears. Think about there, just think there might be a problem with training down there. Uh, it seems a little shady, got to be honest. Maybe you don't build for strength and do fucking combines, then have them do fucking high spots like idiots. Maybe that's not conducive to each other. I don't know. Just a thought. <laughs> I think, you don't I, say, think yeah. in, I think in years, years from now, I think wrestling fans will look back at the uh, performance center as one of the great busts in, in wrestling history. It's done nothing. Next to yeah, nothing but- to produce stars. The, the performance center hasn't done shit. Like NXT was great. When it was indie stars, you already knew how to wrestle. Yeah. But I get the feeling that they looked at it as, you know what? These guys were diamonds in the rough, and we taught them how to be this good here. So I bet you they count all of those indie stars as, like, check marks of what the Performance Center did. Oh, I'm sure. Which, in reality, they've produced, what, we've done this before, what, three or four guys and women top? Yeah, uh, Charlotte fucking- Rowan, pretty much. Charlotte, Ro- Ro- um, Roman, Braun, Braun, Braun to and Alexa Bliss was a star. Yeah, that's it. That's like four. Everything like, else has been a bust. Uh, the only way I maybe consider would be Bray Wyatt, but I don't know what if he had any stuff before this. No, he didn't. So, I mean, yeah, I would count him. But it's been such a mystifying process the last four years that I almost am hesitant to count him. <laughs> <coughs> Imagine, um, trying to explain, that, imagine trying to explain Bray Wyatt's career to somebody 10 years from now. So, Corey, I have a question about this, kind of a parallel. Uh, so we just named, what, two legitimate stars and three or four who were, you know, if you squinted, had a big name for a while. How does that compare to the power plant? Uh, well, the power plant can, uh, gave us Goldberg, which is the biggest star out of any of them. It also, gave you Paul, it also gave you the big show. 
Okay. And it helped a lot well, with DD, and it helped a lot with DDP's approval into a main event star at the time. Um, in terms of other newer guys, I mean, depends on how. I mean, Mark Jindrak had a long and pretty prosperous career in Mexico, where he was a was a pretty big name uh, in the two thousands. Um, but all in all, it seems pretty comparable, right? Yeah, like a, it's comparable. Like, like, a, like some hits and mostly just abject failures. Yeah, yeah, it's it. But the thing with the with the money and the stuff that was put into the performance center, it should have killed the power plant in every yeah. way. Uh, and it doesn't even come close to say like the New Japan Dojo. Right. Uh, I no, guess. it's it, it it like I I I had turned into. Uh, I was flipping through the channels and NXT was on. I'm like, you know, I'll give it a shot just for a minute because you know I was just waiting for the the game to go back to uh, back on, and I turned turned it on, and then I'm like, I re when I watched the pay per view, there was the redneck the te- the redneck tag team with the two girls. And then yeah. the two, and then they lost. And then the following week, one of the rednecks went with the heel girl, and then transformed himself into, you know, um, IRS <laughs> oh. with a clean cut and all that. My and then, God. then you know, uh, then literally the next week, she turned on him. God, I'll tell you one thing. I love Shawn Michaels. Still a big Shawn Michaels fan, but Shawn Michaels is an executive and Booker. Bret Hart was right. Well, Bret Hart's always right. They should have gone with more. The wrestling business should have evolved more into Bret's vision than Sean's, because holy fuck, NXT is unwatchable garbage. Yeah. I mean, although, to be fair, if it had evolved into Bret Hart's vision of uh, wrestling, the AEW wouldn't exist. That's true, too. (laughs) Speaking of Bret Hart, real quickly, real quickly, the... Dungeon Wrestling out of Calgary is a thriving little indie right now. That's they're packing in like a thousand, eleven hundred fans for their shows. Well, I mean, what else is it to do in Calgary though? To be honest, <laughs> yeah, maybe have a point. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of cowboy stuff. Bull riding. Uh, um, is is Brett involved in like anything beyond like name only? Nah, he doesn't do anything with it. I think it's uh. I think his son has something to do with it in terms of creative or owning it or whatever. It's so like he's kind of with it. He's he's appeared there, but yeah, it's mostly. Thank God Bruce has nothing to do with it. <laughs> uh, any na- hey, any names come out of that? What? Any names come out of that so far? I know it's just started. And they're using like they use the Bollywood Boys and Nick Aldis as their champion. Uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. and Dynamite Kids, two nephews, wrestle there. Um, so it's got their heart lineage, and their and their other than that, they just use some good um, indie guys from Canada. So not yet, but it's still like a fairly new thing. <coughs> they've only ran a couple of shows, but they've been well drawn, and seems to be like the Calgary people are loving it so far. But yeah, um, that's awesome though. You know, um, speaking of awesome, uh, can you take us down for Power Pro Wrestling's? Uh, we have an issue. Go to powerprowrestling.eventbrite.com. 
Um, they have announced five matches so far. Um, we have a tag team round two, as it's the Hammer Brothers taking on Sinner and Saint. Oh, I'm so rooting for Sinner and Saint, although I know they're not going to win. Me too. I am rooting for them. Hammer uh, me, Daddy S. There it is. Uh, Drexel <laughs> versus Charlie Avale. Ah, the we, teacher against the mentor in the splinted splendor of evil, sadistic sadism. Yep. Uh, we have Jaden's mask on a pole match as it's Jaden versus Chase James. So Vince Russo booking pal. <laughs> it makes hey, sense. How, hey, how I, dare you, sir? I, you I, you I, watch yeah, your mouth. Yeah, bite your tongue. We I did ask for a pole match, so that's yeah. you know, I got that going. Uh, we have Amira taking on Danica Diehard, formerly known as Danica De La Rouge. Yeah. Thank you. That'll be interesting. Yeah. See if Diana has gotten better. Wow. Well, we saw her at the uh, the AEW Rampage thing. Wasn't she there? Yeah, I think she wrestled on it. Yeah, she did. And then uh, the main event would be the Doorway to Hell match as it's Funny Bone and his partner, I mean, well, Derek Shaw, taking on Caden Cassidy and Dr. Cleaver. Uh, well, my boy Caden Cassidy is going to do some damage. And, uh, yeah, I mean, when Funny Bone <laughs> announces his partner is whoever the fuck that guy is. <coughs> Brother, dude. But, uh, no, no, get your tickets now. It should be another fun night at, uh, go to powerprowrestling.eventbrite.com to get your tickets for, uh, We Have Issues on and, May 20th. And stay tuned to Power Wrestling's Twitter as there will be a match announcement, uh, tomorrow on Monday. Yep. Yeah, it's usually Monday. May first. Yeah. I would assume or it's today. likely the other tag team tournament match, but you never know. Yeah, you never know. But you know, look out on their pal on their uh, Twitter, and uh, go to all their socials and follow them, and go to the shows. They're fantastic. They're fun, and they're for everyone. Yep. Um, by the way, uh, me and the producer watched the Roseland Five last night. Oh yeah, and I about that. and uh, we had a what the hell moment as um, it was uh, Ethan HD all caps, Jaden and Chris Brady um, taking on Travis Williams and um, blanket on what it is all the other two team, but what they did, uh, Jaden and Ethan and. Uh, Brady, they came out came out as the filthy animals. Oh, that's awesome. Um, oh, state of emergency and Travis Williams, but uh, Jaden was Kidman, Chris Brady was Dever, Devil uh, Horn, Devil Horn Ray, Devil Horn Ray, and Ethan HD all caps were was Conan. Oh yeah, wearing a Mike I, I... wearing a Mike Allsalt jersey. And I and I'm hoping that he uh, had to speak on this. Oh, he speaked on it. Yeah, uh, Joe. My question is: Did Jaden take a power bomb? Uh, I don't think he did, but he did do a Spanish fly off a balcony onto everybody. Because that's the only way you can properly cosplay Kidman is yeah. to not take a power bomb. I will say his cosplay was a little off because he was wearing jean shorts, not the black Kidman shorts. Wore shorts. Kidman wore jean oh, shorts wore jean for shorts. a long time. But yeah, but yeah. It, it but but it's it's the uh, it's but it was like 
Uh, it was like mesh, mesh blue, not straight blue. Now, you but, know, he was really going deep into the Kidman cosplay if he wore the I don't give a fuck gray wife beater. It was wife be- It was a white one. Okay. He should have. He should have came out scratching himself. <laughs> Raymond's flock, Kidman. <laughs> that would be uh, awesome. <laughs> that was. It was. It was a fun match. Then they uh, C four took on Midnight Heat. <laughs> four. No, um. Never a bad match. No. Uh, however, however, it uh, ended in a. Uh, in a, I want to say ref decision that because. Uh, Ricky had the chain under his armpit for the pinfall and then celebrate and falling it down. So at oh. Roseland, so at Roseland six, they're going to do a TLC match for it. That's a territory finish out of Memphis. That would make Jerry Jarrett proud. Yeah. Uh, armpit chain. MJF did that last year in the dog collar match. Yep. Yep. So yeah, they're doing a TLC match at the next Ro- prestige Roseland show. That'd be good. Yeah. Kevin Blackwood and Penta was really good. That doesn't surprise me. So. Both really good. Yeah. Um, any, uh, and then let's talk about AEW, and then we're going to mark out no so for Backlash. As AEW is online, it's stronger and stronger feeling that CM Punk would be, and CMFTR would be running that Saturday show. Yeah, Collision, that's going to be the CM Punk and FTR group are heading that. And then Elite and BCC on Wednesdays. And then what I'm guessing is, but what they talk about, soft brand split, then anyone could pretty much work either show after that, but those main guys are going to be at those places. To stay, yeah, if, good- if anything else, just keep them away from each other. Yeah, if you're if you want to guarantee to watch the Punk or FTR, you have to watch the Saturday show, but they could pop up on Dynamite. Um, they won't, but I mean, yeah, they, they could, yeah. but yeah. And then whoever else, you know, you're fucking, I don't know, Sammy Guevara could be on either one depending on what he's doing. You know, just, that would just depend. But um, how are pay-per-views going to work then? If this is mostly just to keep them separate, how the fuck are paper is going to work? Which is where this whole thing happened in the first place. I don't uh, know. Are they going to do... Because, like, we had talked about it. Like, they're going to up the number of pay-per-views. Just they're going to have to. They're going to have to. You're going to have alternating pay-per-views, you know. The Collision's going to have one month, and Dynamite will have next month. And then your big four will be co-branded. Which is rumors, right, for the new... The brand split for WWE. It's going to be a brand specific. Oh yeah, pay-per-view. Triple H wants to bring back brand specific pay per views in the off months for WWE. Yeah, that's what he's looking. I don't for. hate that idea. What question that, though? Aren't they going to be? I, I do get rumor, to pay for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw a rumor that I I I saw it. I was like, sure they are. Is it going to be like? Is it? Will it? I saw something that they might try and do them back to back days. Just because, but why not? I just went no. I just went every every other month type thing. What they used to do, right? Well, remember when, remember in sixteen when they started the the, the brand split? Then they had them. They had two a month. Yeah. On SmackDown, that's what they'd be doing. No, but why they not said, make them, Why not make them Saturday and Sunday once a month? Okay. Yeah. Other companies yeah. have two night things. 
I like that. I actually yeah. do a lot. I get. I just don't like the idea if you have to pay fifty bucks per fucking pay per view. If you yeah. if if they do like a two for one special on tickets, like hey, if you pay for night one for SmackDown, you get the Raw ticket for you know same you know what they did no. is the package deals. No, it's it's you pay to do one, you pay to go to the other. Yeah. That's how they're gonna make money. That'd be the first couple of months, but once no one starts going, that'd be what they're gonna go to. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, if but, you, you've got enough people, just make the shows good enough and people shouldn't be not going. Right. So then with AEW, same thing or one, every other, uh, every, you know, once a week or, you know, twice, you know, twice a month or. I don't know. Not the same uh, weekend. He's absolutely fighting doing more pay-per-views because it makes him feel less special. And that's true. But at the same time. Um, uh, yeah. He, if he had his way, he wouldn't even do in this new show in terms of like why well, they want the show, TNT is. And they're gonna yeah. pay him fifty-two million extra dollars to do it. So that's why he's doing yep. it. Um plus that's gonna be good come, you know. And plus if you're in a contract negotiation with your broadcast partner and they want you to do something, saying no is probably not a very good idea. Um good. This also just eliminates any chance of pay-per-views ever being on Saturday. Again, they're always going to be Sunday now. Yeah, they'd have to be because that show's on Saturday. And also, how often is this show going to be fucking, uh, what do you call it, fucking preempted for other important stuff that they're going to put on TNT? All-Star Game Weekend or whatnot. Yeah, so during the summer, it'll be fine. It's the issue is when they get to, like, the fall like starting like football season through March Madness because TNT has March Madness games. So through you know, from September to fucking April, it's going to be rough. So it's not going to help your thought process on the show that it's important if it's constantly preempted on a Saturday. More so than the Dynamite on Wednesdays. Yep. Also, or do they, or, or do they make Saturdays a two-hour pre-show if they do a pay-per-view? That Saturday, like do that, do the no, show, make that the pre-show and do the. Okay. They can't because this show's gonna be at 8 p.m. Eastern, dude. <laughs> oh, okay. The paper you're gonna start Damn. at 10 at night in the East Coast. Uh, I mean, that's what yeah. UFC does. UFC starts at 10 p.m. Eastern. This ain't UFC. That's exactly, it's exactly what happens. This ain't UFC, and it doesn't have its fan base. This shit's no way. all the way around. This is gonna fucking fail miserably. It is, and I, I, I'm not, I'm not thrilled about it. I don't think Punk's. I mean, he's gonna start bitching as soon as he figures out he got the raw end of the deal. His show is gonna be preempted. Not to mention, even if it's not preempted, <laughs> who the fuck's gonna stay at home on a Saturday night and watch wrestling when you go do shit? And like, so first of all, I think he already knows he's getting the short end of the shaft. Um, but also, like, and I, so I know the argument is like, well, you can just watch it on DVR, but that's not the same as watching it live. Like, yes, it counts the same for the rating, but that's not the same as watching a program first run. Absolutely. I think they, I think everybody on the wrestling side knows it's a mistake. And I think majority of the people on the TV, TNT side know it's a mistake. They just don't care. They want the money that the ad revenue brings in. That's all they care about. Yeah. I don't think I don't think it's gonna work out, and I don't see why they didn't just move Rampage to Saturday nights and make it two hours. Then why well, you have to make a new show? 
This is already on TNT, right? Huh? Oh, this is all on TNT side, yeah. I mean, like, like Rampage was already on TNT, right? Yeah, it's on TNT Friday nights at 10. Why don't you just move it to Saturday at 8 and give it two hours? But they still want the one hour on Fridays. Because, you know, we brought up the whole that. We brought that up last time, like Battle of the Belts and how that fits into all this, too. Like, they should have moved Rampage to Saturday. If you still wanted that hour block of programming on Friday, that should have been your all-access show. No, that should be Ring of Honor. Yeah, fair. They would do just as well as Rampage on a Friday night. Because only your diehards are watching that at 10 o'clock at night on a Friday anyway. But It's better than the 3 a.m. that we used to do here for <laughs> on CBS. I was, I was just going to say it. You beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> but, this, but this isn't anything new when it comes to TNT and TBS. Sure, it's different owners, different decades, different millenniums. But back in the 80s and 90s, they would just hound WCW for as much fucking product as they could fucking give them regardless of whether it burnt out WCW or not they didn't care they wanted those hours so you had two hours on Saturday two hours on Sunday a Friday night show clash of the champions during the 80s they would also just produce like 30 minute specials that were at 4 30 in the morning if they wanted it they didn't care and it's, it's just happening again. The, the TV channel dictates, and they just want more and more product. They don't care if it waters it down. Give us more, give us more. And what are you going to do? Say no? Yeah. Especially when they're throwing more money on the pot. So it's like, okay. That's what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but they did. I know. But if you notice, they quietly canceled Dark Elevation, though. Did they? Okay. Yeah, this week was a series finale, best of Dark Elevation. Huh. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> well, it's, and well, it's because they have a ton. They have a ton of ton, yeah. Uh, content, so it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's because he knows he. he has, I've got a two-hour show coming up now too. I can't just do all the shit, so this one's gone. You have a two-hour show there. You have to do um, your ROH shows. You have your. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. So, guys, uh, let's get to the thing why Corey really uh, wanted today is to mark out Noso for backlash. That's oh, yes. I was, I was concerned heavily about that. I know you were. Well, we are going to be in Puerto Rico for this. Which, if you listen to most of the people on Twitter and on online, is outside of the United States. Checks out. I mean, um, yeah. <laughs> Ignorant fucks. So, so it's next Saturday. That's upcoming. So let's mark out no so here. Um, uh, Corey already mentioned it for the Raw Women's Championship: Bianca Belair versus Io Sky. Uh, no sell, and I wonder which SmackDown superstar will will win the Raw title that night. Why would anybody mark out for that match? In a vacuum, it's good because Io Shirai is a really good worker, but they've done such a bad job with damage control that she's got no heat at all. In NXT days, yes, I, everybody would mark out for this match. Um, I think a match Corey might mark out for. Let's see, triple threat match: the United States Championship, Austin Theory versus Bobby Lashley versus Bronson Reed. 
I like the idea of it, especially if, if it was just Lashley and Bronson Reed. I'd like it more. Yeah. Um, I sort of said might. Uh, let's see. That's SmackDown superstar Bobby Lashley going against uh, the and uh, undrafted. Uh, and, and I'll make no take my word for it. If since Imperium went to Raw, you can bet your money Theory's going to SmackDown on Monday with the U.S. title. Since now the Intercontinental title is on that's, Raw, that's how they. That's true. That's true. So it'll be. It'll be at least two SmackDown guys, and who knows where Bronson Reed goes. Um, Mr. Mr. Nice Guy Bronson Reed now. Yeah, so they're totally fucking him over now, too. Because, like... Is, he could work. The whole, and the whole point, the entire fucking point of this character is at some point he can say no more Mr. Nice Guy and fucking be crazy. Yeah, but the problem is he's a heel who attacks people, but he's Mr. Nice Guy. Um, my, mom, my mama called me Mr. Nice Guy. I Austin Theory, I think, to Corey is like how Finn Balor is to me. He's like, yeah, he's fine, but I couldn't give two fucks about it. Yeah, like, I mean, I admit there's <laughs> talent there, and he could be something in the future, but I don't think he's going to be what everybody thinks he's going to be. Um, <laughs> I think he's going to be a good hand, is what I think. He's a good hand in time. Um. Yeah. So you wait. Hope. So you're saying Austin Theory is the new Arn Anderson? Are here first, folks? I don't <laughs> think he'll be quite that good, but sure, sure. <laughs> um, a match thinking, out of the blue. I'm thinking here. of Terry Taylor, maybe a Red Rooster. Okay. Have I? I try. I searched long and hard for this uh, meme yeah, I did. saw of Terry Taylor's Red Rooster, but it was Cody's face over him, and it like it fit perfect. Oh no! Because they kept uh, it was on Botchmania <laughs> about how the chicken, the rubber chicken, was haunting him, and people started posting memes and like it was like a perfect photo of you know Cody Rhodes as the Red Rooster. I'm like I needed to find it, but I couldn't. I couldn't. Maybe um, Rody, uh, Cody against the Rooster <laughs> at uh, WrestleMania yeah. Four. The, the Cody's chicken. gonna be the Rody. Got it. Uh, a hear, match that hear me, hold on, hear me out, hear me yeah. out. So Cody Rhodes needs some heat, right? He's lost a little bit of his luster. He needs a manager, so we need to bring back the Red Rooster. But Brady Rhodes is in the suit. Oh, oh yes. Christ. Oh God, yes. Now get heat. <laughs> uh, a match that. Wait, uh, hold on, hold on, hold okay. on. So, so Corey and uh, Joe, uh, who would the fans hate more, Terry Taylor or Brady Rhodes? <laughs> Brandy Brandy Rhodes. Rhodes. <laughs> oh. Now, if you're asking the boys in the back, it's a much tougher question. Yeah. <laughs> but the fans, Brandy Rhodes. Yeah. That'd be the real Mr. Nice Guy for the fans. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. it's Terry Taylor. Fuck this bitch. <laughs> but it'd be the backstage thing. Like, fuck this bitch to Terry Taylor. So, yeah. So a match that no one saw coming, even one of the co- people in the match, Seth Franklin Rollins taking on Omos. Oh my fucking god! They're yeah, desperate he didn't even know to make it. Omos a thing. You know what the Road Dog said on his podcast this week? No, no. That Omos shows more potential and talent than Andre the Giant or the Big Show did. Of course, of course he does. Uh. I heard somebody else say that too. 
That's like a company line they're feeding to their people. Oh, of course. Yeah, but I mean, but company lines should, should at least be plausible. And anybody who's seen him on TV knows that this is not plausible. That is, my God. <laughs> Talk about yeah. They announced match. it on they announced it on Raw or SmackDown like two weeks ago, and Seth tweeted out like, "What?" <laughs> yes, Seth Rollins' retort was, "What?" <laughs> and it, you know what's shitty is that you know I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm I'm the biggest Seth Rollins guy, um, but he's definitely losing this match. You would think so. Because they, yeah, they, they, they already saw, like, almost already lost the Brock, so you can't have him lose two big matches in a row if you really want to make him a star. Which means Seth Rollins, arguably one of the top three guys talent-wise in your company, even though I'm not a big fan, he just get a job to this big doofus. Okay then, Corey. <laughs> what was I didn't I didn't look into it, but there were just rumors about Mr. Rollins on the Monday after. WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. No, they had him come out. And then during the commercial break, as the fans were still singing his music, producers came out and talked to Rollins and told him the segment had been cut. (laughs) So he just walked to the back and he wasn't very happy about it. (laughs) Because online started going that he left the bill. He was threatening to quit or threatening to leave, stuff like that. And it's just like, uh huh. You know? I mean, I shit you not. They came back to Raw and just went to the announce table and on to the next part. There was just never any word of where the hell Rollins went. Oh, my God, dude. That's amazing. <laughs> that, that was the night Vince was running Raw after me. <laughs> like, boom. I, I mean, it is so clear that he is back in charge now. Jesus yep. Christ. And, yeah, he's not very happy about it. Uh, the which next think, match, which with him, oh, with him, they'll turn it into a storyline because he ain't going anywhere. He's a he's a lifer. Yeah, yeah, Fuck yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Uh, next match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship: Rhea Ripley's taking on Zelina Vega. Which I have <laughs> no doubt they'll both be a member of Raw by the time this fucking match happens. Um, oh my god! Talk about a mismatch. Christ. Who the fuck is gonna? Come on, Rhea's like like two feet taller and a two hundred pounds heavier. If that's not course, big fucking boot to the face squash in 10 seconds. What the fuck are we doing? Well, they want to make Zelina Vega a more important part of their women's roster. That part is true, but I, I mean, come, uh, on. come on. Then she can be on the pre-show. I, well, she is, you know, she is repping that very important uh, comp- part of the group LWO, which for the third week in a row is their top t-shirt seller in the company, by the way. LW. Well, it's also it's also she's from Puerto Rico, so that's that by whole. Way, I, yeah, by by way yeah. of New York. Yeah, um, you know, I, I she's like culturally from fucking Puerto Rico. Yeah. She's not from Puerto Rico. <laughs> and that would be like calling me from Minnesota because that's where the rest of my damn family came from. Lucky. <laughs> uh, next match: Cody Rhodes taking on Brock Lesnar. Oh, finally, something I'm interested in. Right. He's. Uh, Hey, look, found some stars. Uh, <laughs> there they are. This I'm intrigued by this, and I think it'll be a good match. Brock doesn't do a lot of jobs, so yep. I have. But you had you would have to think Cody's yeah. winning this because Jesus. I think Cody does win this. Uh, 
Brock has a much better head for the business than people think he does. He may not love it like a lot of others, but he gets it. Uh, um, Although, I will say that I think he loves it way more now than he did when he left the first time. Yeah, that's true. Uh, also, I'll give you that. But I read an interview with him recently where he talked about how at this point he's just trying to have some fun and put some other guys over. He'd love to have one more run with it, but he under, would understand if that didn't happen because it's a young man's business and he's in his mid-40s. So if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen, but I can still go out there and have fun. He's still a weird interview to hear Brock say. Yeah, he took Taker's gimmick by wearing the cowboy hat and trench coat uh, going for. No, I give no. How dare you, sir? He he took the last outlaw, Jeff Jarrett's uh, theme. That's, or, that's also well. true. Uh, um, it'll be good. I hope Cody yeah. wins. I could totally see him not there. You know, they'll double down. You know, uh, if it if it's hard times, if he loses to Roman, it'll be even harder times if he loses to Brock. They'll uh, have to double uh, down. All I want now is the Brock Lesnar to come out singing Be With My Baby Tonight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I uh, I just want Brock to win now. I'm like I'm like Mike at Mania. I want to say they already went to the first time. Yeah. Since they fucked it the first time, double down. <laughs> Burn to the time. fucking ground. Yeah. Why not? And then there watch him win that. And then watch him still win the fucking tournament for that fucking belt in Saudi Arabia the next month. And see how fucking over he is. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm definitely looking forward to this one. Um, but not your main event. It, it's not your main event because we have two more matches here. We have a San Juan street fight as Bad Bunny's taking on Damian Priest. I'm so disappointed in this. Yeah. How do you not have Dom figured into this? I. As white hot as he was at Mania, as a heel. He's getting the biggest heel reaction in that company by a large margin. And he's not figured into this since it started in his fucking match last month. They always miss that point. They always miss that, you know? So you're going to take Damian Priest, who is really fucking good, man. Like, outside of Rhea Ripley, he is the only other part of Judgment Day that matters. And he's going to have to lead somebody who doesn't wrestle through a gimmick hardcore match. There's no way this is going to look good. It would have been much better suited, even if the street fight with the tag match with Ray and Dom included. Yeah, yeah. I would be all, yeah. It, it would have been it, way it, better suited. It's it's what you're saying. It makes no sense that, because Bad Bunny gets involved in a Ray Mysterio match involving Dom. Dom and... Bad Bunny, you know, Bunny punches Dom. Ah, throwing Priest. Makes all the sense in the world for this to be a tag match for for multiple reasons. And they're not because here's the thing, like some rappers, right? I know that's not it's not technically what Bad Bunny is labeled as, but most rap like if you wanted to bring in, I don't know, I'm just gonna use somebody, the game, right? And he's gonna be in an LA street fight. Well, the game uh is about that life, good or bad. Uh, Bad Bunny, it's not exactly his aura, is that he's about that street life. So, like, this doesn't even fit him as a person or an act or a character. Yeah, I'm not feeling this. I think they, he'll do good because he's a fan of it, and if those two yeah. get along, they were tag partners one time. So they're going to work out a nice little match, don't get me wrong. I mean, and that crowd is going to go fucking ballistic. Like, it's going to oh, be yeah. over. But yeah. this is such a it, disappointing way for this to play out. Yeah, 
And we talked about this a couple weeks ago when they announced, you know, Bunny being on the show. And it's like, he has to be the co-main event or he should be the main event just because, you know, it's, you know, it's, it, it's just because we're, the location, everything works out for him to be, he's even the most over person in that arena. He's on the poster and it's him and Priest with a stare down on the poster now. So it's like, you know, it should point to that, but. They're not going locally, to. So he'll probably be the co-main event. Locally, that's drawing, I think, the majority of the interest. Other than the yeah. fact that they just don't go there often, so people are going to want to see it. Yeah. So so it's that 50-50 of, you know, oh, this is their first time back here in a long time. Let's go to when, it. Oh, it's when, bad When were they there last time? Uh, they were there for a TV. Uh, I can't remember. It was like. Um, Either right after or right before the pandemic, but but uh, but the last pay per view there was 2005, New Year's Revolution in January. Is that so? Because I get the years mixed up. Is that the one where Edge cashed in, or is that was that the next year? That's 2006. Six. 2005 has the main event of a Elimination Chamber, Triple H, Batista, Randy Orton, Edge, Jericho, and Benoit with Sean as ref. For the vacated world title. That doesn't sound like a bad match. That's, I mean, it's a fucking fantastic match. Unfortunately, all the star powers in that match, so the rest of the card is the drizzling fucking shit. <laughs> I mean, fuck. It wouldn't um, even be a, it, the rest of the card wouldn't even be considered a good Sunday night heat. Damn. What was, hold damn. on, what was the rest of the card? Let's go through this. Uh, William Regal and Eugene defend the tag team titles against Christian Cage and Tyson Tomko. And right off the bat, there's an injury with Eugene in the match. Second, that's first match, right? Second match, Trish Stratus and Lita for the women's title. Almost immediately, Lita blows out her knee and the match is over. (laughs) So we're two matches in and because of the injuries, we're about 25 minutes into the fucking pay-per-view. and We've already gone through two of our six matches because of injuries. So the third match, get this, Intercontinental Champion Shelton Benjamin defends against Maven. And they yeah, have shut up, Maven. And they have this match where Shelton beats him in like 30 seconds. And then he, he demands a rematch and Shelton beats him again in like 30 seconds. <laughs> and uh, if, you had, <laughs> if you didn't already have buyer's remorse by this time, whoo! So now we're like 35 minutes in the pay-per-view and three matches are done. Three of the six. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) And then, so the next match is, uh, remember Muhammad Hassan? I I do. He's fresh in the company and wrestling Jerry the King Lawler here uh, because they had a big old debate between the announcers and the um, fake Muslims. And so what works here is that JR is in Jerry Lawler's corner. So there's no commentary on this fucking match. Amazing. About 15 minutes. Oh my and it's God. also the drizzling shit. And then after that match, they bring out a chain match between Kane and Snitsky. You know, it wasn't his fault, right? <laughs> this card sounds amazing. And then after that, you get the main event. I feel like we should have watched this car as homework. I'm, <laughs> Fuck yes, we should. Oh my god. We're bringing back the retro be- review machine. Jesus yeah. Christ. And for that, my friends, that is New Year's Revolution 2005 in Puerto Rico. 
<laughs> oh my god. Oh. Thank That's God fantastic. that main event was great. And it was great. Thank God. You'd be looking at the all-time worst show ever. That wasn't a good match. <laughs> oh, you forgot the dark match. Oh, um, it wasn't. They didn't even put it on Sunday Night Heat, so you couldn't even see that live. Okay. Hurricane Rosie versus uh, La Resistance. Wait. Yeah. That was a good. I thought it was a good match. Yeah, and for once they don't even put it on the goddamn Sunday Night Heat before the show. It only it, 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 Puerto Rico. It only went five minutes. <laughs> That's okay. You know uh, what? It's actually, in hindsight, they should have been happy they didn't put that on the paper after all the injuries happened. I didn't just put it right back out there on the fucking paper. <laughs> go out there again. Injuries, right? Go out there again and do it exactly like you did. I don't See, care if then, you've seen it already. It, and and then uh, and then so for 2023's backlash, uh, sounds like the main event probably will be the six man tag of Matt Riddle, who, you know. Bro. He's fallen hard. Yeah, no, thank you. He could, yeah, I, I shun him away. He gone. Serious now. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn that versus the Bloodline of Solo, Usa, and the Usos. By the way, Solo is a package deal with Roman to SmackDown and with Heyman. Yeah, the Bloodline was picked number one, except for the Usos aren't part of the Bloodline for draft purposes. Just, just <laughs> for the draft purposes. Jesus Christ. Uh, what? Yeah. yeah, and then and then they wasted the WrestleMania rematch of the Usos and Owens and Zayn on SmackDown that on Friday too. So they could do this match here by oh, adding God. Solo and Riddle. Yeah, thank you. Fucking hell. No, oh, it's gonna be a bad card. I mean, it's better I mean, than New Year's Revolution 05. I, but again, is again, it? For, is it? Is it? <laughs> again, for me, I'm I'm excited for Bad Bunny's match just to see how. How it'll be goes. good. Yeah, they're yeah. they're gonna make sure it's good. It yeah. won't be great, and, but it'll be good. Him and Cody's match just to see what Brock does. So so Jobin, yeah, uh, is the producer excited for Bad Buddy's match? I believe she is. Yes, she is. I'm getting the head nod. Yes. By the way, it's funny. I we mentioned New Year's Revolution. I saw on Facebook the other day that Muhammad Hassan is now a. Uh, High school principal in New York. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. Ooh, seeing the crime, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we won't get into we won't get into the lawsuit that. Uh, oh, the racial lawsuit. Yeah. Oh Jesus! I mean, it's gonna get thrown out first of all. Oh it'll, yeah, it'll be oh, yeah. Sanctity of the writers' room, they'll say. But whoever. Yeah. Whoever decided that Mansoor's storyline should be he was behind 9-11 should be fired. <laughs> first of all, he would have been all of five at the time. That five-year-old, though, he, he, he knew what was up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's trying so, to get into Aaliyah's pants, right? So we'll just say he could brag about being behind 9-11. <laughs> so that's what. I, that, so, go ahead, Booble. Oh, uh, I just no. I got nothing. I'm just uh, okay. shaking my head. I know when I tried to get into a girl's pants in high school, I often bragged about being uh, the head of the Nazis in World War Two. A good forty years before I was born. Ah, uh, numbers. 
Don't let them get in the way of a good story, right? Science. Um, so that's what we are looking forward to this uh, upcoming week. We had homework a couple weeks ago, and I was told not to watch it and this fast forward to the time frame. Correct. So, Joe, what yeah. did we watch? Uh, where'd we go? Uh, Clash of the Champions 27, as it was a title match or title unification match. Between oh, Ric yeah. Flair and Sting. And uh, what happened pre-match, Joe, that was so important to the finish of the match? The, I'm testing you, Steve. Oh, my goodness. Well, I watched it like a t- two weeks ago. Uh, Sherry coming down, dressed up as Sting. Yeah. Because she was going to deep, deep, debut... The man she was going to manage that night. Which side is he on type thing? Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't between these two. You just didn't know. It, it originally, it was supposed to be Brian Pillman. But... Oh, really? Yeah. Um. So, Corey, so, Corey, can you give us a little info on this? Why were there two belts? Because Hulk, uh, because... Ric Flair left WWE in 1991 with the NWA title and went to the RF, of course. And then they got the belt back because it was still owned by them. But by that point, they had debuted the new WWE world title that uh, Flair had on this night. The regular looking belt that Vader carried around. Um, So they had the other one that was originally the... (laughs) You ready for this? It was the (laughs) NWA World Heavyweight Championship. But then in the fall of 93... They started, WCW started doing random title changes with it without getting the okay from the National Wrestling Alliance. Like giving Rude the belt from Flair, then having Flair win it back. Well, those weren't sanctioned by the NWA. So the NWA told them they weren't allowed to use their name anymore. So then it became, I kid you not, at first just the big gold belt. How prestigious does that sound? <laughs> and then after a couple of weeks, it became the International World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, and from like November 93 on, it was the International World Heavyweight Championship instead of the NWA World Championship. And they just had that belt defended as well. It ended up on Sting and Slambury in 94, the month before this. But then Hulk Hogan signed. And quickly, they decided to put the two belts back together so Flair would have the only world title so that it would mean more when Hogan beats him, brother, to win the world title in this company, dude. Which uh, happens the next month, I believe, at Bash the Beach, right? You are correct, sir. So I didn't know what match we're going into. And then they're like, it's a unification match, and it's between Flair and Sting. I'm like, okay, cool. And then Sherry comes out dressed like Sting, and I went, oh, she's turning on him. <laughs> right? Like, right away. <laughs> I that is not ending this match. I, just I got news for you. That is exactly what 14-year-old Corey said the moment she came out in 1994. <laughs> like, oh, she's turning on him. Yeah. Uh, two things. I will say that Sherry, fucking smoke show. Jesus. Yep. Oh, yeah. My God. Uh, I also love this look by Sting. Oh, yeah. No, he, was, he looked good in 94. This particular black and white look. 
Uh, I'm not saying he was off the gas, but he was on less of it. So he looked like uh, he looked like closer to this thing that we would get a couple years from now. Yeah, it was. That was the era. It was Watts originally who made them stop the juice in WWE '92, and because of all the crap at the trial with the McMahons, I think the the unofficial line of WWE was stay off it. Yeah, but it was unofficial. Um, that would change, of course. He would change the physique a lot. Uh, not long after this, brother dude. I think I know why. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Like he was leaner, had a good look. Um. Hey. God, that dude was over too. That for that crowd, Jesus oh, yeah. Christ, man. Oh yeah. And if you, well, we'll get to it at the end. Uh, I enjoyed the match for not never really seeing it before. It was a good, you know, class the champions type match. It was how do I put it? Uh, those two wrestled each other so many times, so often they could have a match in their sleep. Yeah. This. Uh, this doesn't touch their 1988 or 1990 stuff, mm-hmm. but it's not bad by any stretch. It's still really good. Um, th- but that stuff was better. Um, this one, how do I put it? Even even as a 14-year-old, I was kind of bummed about this one, though, because I was like, man, this is just a setup for Flair to lose to Hogan is all this is. I mean, everybody knew it. Yeah. Uh, there was no precipice for anything else. It was quite obvious. And there was, I mean, it was cool that Hogan was back in wrestling and it was weird that it was WCW. So it was kind of interesting and intriguing, but at the same time, you kind of knew what the score was going to be. And it was just like, man, because kind of like WCW 2001, what everybody forgets is that in the early part of 1994, the ratings may not have reflected it, but WCW was getting really fucking good. Uh, they had a couple of pay-per-views in a row that were all-time greats. The, the Flair Steamboat matches again were being held. Uh, Rude and Vader and Sting and Dustin and Pillman and Austin were all doing really good shit. Uh, the tag matches with the Nasties against Cactus and Kevin Sullivan and Max Payne and all that were hardcore before hardcore was cool. It was, it was really getting its own feeling back. And then Hogan comes in and it just becomes day of 1984 all over again. Brother. Dude. Yeah. It, I, for me, wa- like watching this for, for, uh, for the first time, it was just like, okay, she's turning on him. And then the Hogan promo before, then the Hogan promo after. I'm like, okay, sure. Why not? To, not? not to mention, uh, because of Hogan coming in, all of a sudden, Flair all of a sudden is a heel again. Out of nowhere. He's been a baby <laughs> face the entire year. And then seemingly on a dime out of nowhere, he's just a heel. No turn, really, to speak of. Just boom, I'm a heel again. I uh, so I watched it when it first aired, probably live. Um, so I hadn't seen it since then. But like Corey said, it's not a bad match at all. But like, if I were to just kind of give a blind color by numbers breakdown of a Ric Flair Sting match, I could probably hit every spot. Yep. Yep. This is the uh, the traveling house show match <laughs> that you get 12 minutes as the main it's event. A, it's even got the prerequisite sting gets screwed part with Sherry. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
but I, I enjoyed watching it though because it took me back to a pretty cool time. Like I enjoyed that stuff back then. And you know what I miss? At Coriol, this will this will be right at home for Corey. That long ass fucking ramp right to the ring. Yep, I love Nothing it. Nothing says WW more to me than that. Yep. Yeah. God damn, I loved it. Corey, what did you give the say, match? Oh, you yeah, have three and a half, maybe. It was, okay. you know, it was perfectly fine. I gotta admit, Flair and Sherry nailed the, the double turn at the end. I mean, it was well done, you know. Mm-hmm. But holy crap, like all for Hogan, who got. Such a warm reception that night in, in the class. <laughs> yes, he did, right? Yeah. He's yeah. You tell he was really wanted out there in uh, out there in WCW land. Yeah. Um. So this week it's for me to pick homework, and I was just on uh the socials, and a match came across. I was like, I've never even heard this match even happened because it was. A New Japan match, Corey. Okay. So I got to know if you have this or not. All right. And it's two two people that I never thought even touched. Um, let me hang on. Let me, I got to see if you have it. Uh, the match is, where are you? You piece of doo-doo. Not W. Is it CM w Punk versus Andre the Giant. You know, I I didn't know that even happened, but <laughs> no, this was in New Japan. It has to be. Not what not, time frame? Not in the nine early nineties. Um, there they had a match. It looks like. Oh, here we go. Okay, I found it. Hang on. Sorry, one second. I'm. Let me see if this is. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm assume. Yep. That's him. Is it a? It is a G1. 1992. Muto versus Stone, Stunning Steve Austin. One moment. I believe I do have that. Let me go to my trusty gimmick. Because I saw this, I was like, wait, what? Go to my gimmick here. Also, while Corey's looking, I feel like they probably would have wrestled at WCW at some point. They dated 94 at Spring Stampede. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I was like, wait a minute. Like, I, I, you know, I didn't, you know. I watched all of WCW from 95 on, not not, not pre-95, brother. Pre-95. Well, not, not all of it. There was paper you didn't watch. Yeah, yep, yeah I have uh, it. Okay, cool. It's, uh, cool. Eight, it's August 10th, KG Muto versus Steve Austin. It's in the Wrestling Project year 1992. Okay. Let's go down to 810, and you'll find it. Okay. The, all the matches are by date. Okay. Sure. So, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna New Japan for this one. I'm gonna see if I can make up for the uh, Osprey uh, Bailey match. This is gonna be interesting. i you know I don't I don't know if I've seen this one before. Okay, might be new for me. Uh, so, uh, Joe, Joe, have you ever seen a stunning Steve match? No. 
Well, Ooh, interesting. Maybe maybe on the like on the gimmick while we're when we've been recording when we've yeah. had something on, but like I wasn't yeah. really focusing on the match. So like honestly, probably not. Somebody say no. Just, God, he was so good. Yes. Well, I, the thing was, I saw that this is like a quick minute highlight from this match. And I was like, wait. You know, like he's doing moves and like he can do these moves. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is gonna be a revelation for you. Like I don't know if he does it here because he might be more ground based in Japan. I don't know if some guys do that. But stunning Steve Austin is absolutely nothing like Stone Cold Steve Austin in the ring. Nope. You couldn't find more two more different people. It's the same guy. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so like that's, if, uh like Ahmed Johnson and Rey Mysterio. You're like just two opposite ends of the fucking spectrum. The the one thing that I remember from peak stunning Steve Austin is he he was just and see if you remember this, Mike, he was just perpetual motion. He didn't stop. Yeah. There was no, no no down spot, no breaks, no nothing. Just perpetual fucking motion. But like not like lucha not, wasted motion. Like no, just like he was, was always point to it. He was always moving. Guys with guys with great cardio would bitch about him burning them up. They're like, God damn, wrestling him is a fucking chore every night. And he was still so young even at this time. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. That's a good pick. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. Awesome. So I'll be coming here next week as a. Yeah, I'm I'm excited because I saw it on tw- on the on the Twitter. I was like, I gotta see if I can find it. So, either either gonna be this or a a fun a fun match that might be actually a bad match. I don't know. Maybe that might be my next time. I don't know. We'll see. So get your t- so get your uh, tickets now for Power Pro Wrestling. Uh, we have issues at powerprowrestling.eventbrite.com or go to the uh, Eventbrite app and just look up for Pow Pro Wrestling. Get your tickets now. But you can also go to nocellentertainment.com. That's right, nocellentertainment.com. We can find Pow Pro Wrestling tickets from there. You can also find all the podcasts that we do for you. Uh, you can find us all on social medias on the Twitter, the Facebook, and the Instagram at nocellent or nocellentertainment. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. 